Welcome to another episode of the Plus One Player Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Steve, and this week I'm joined once again by Darren Simmons Jr. Darren, what's up, my friend? How are you doing this week? How's it going? It moving into new places. I know you and so many I. difficulties. It, it really is like because you you just moved in. I'm moving in a couple of weeks, so like I got all that stuff going on. It's a hectic time for both of us, but. We managed to carve out this nice little hour or so where we're going to talk all about one of, if not the, greatest systems of all time tonight. Because it's episode two in our PlayStation series. We're talking all about PlayStation 2. I'm excited. How excited are you to talk about this? I know last week we kept like alluding to, oh, we'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. So like I feel like you and I might have to try to rein ourselves in this week. <laughs> we have to because, holy shit, are some of my favorite games of all time. On PS2. My goodness, looking back at this catalog, and it's no wonder if this is still the number one selling console of all time. It's, look at them. Last last episode we were talking about how they came out of nowhere from deals to steal the reins from Nintendo. Yeah. And then this generation, my word, did they just run with everything they had going for them. And it, it still to this day is just like, you got a PS2? What you got? <laughs> I know, it's like great. honestly, I kind of regret like selling mine back in the day because I will. T- I think we'll probably talk more about it next week. Why I had to sell it? I'll leave that as a tease. Why mm. I had to sell my PS twos, and I say that multiple because that's what happens when your parents get divorced. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so get it. <laughs> but with PS two, like looking back, there are just so many amazing games that I really wish I still had. And I kind of regret because back uh, like a long time ago, I I mentioned this last week that I think my dad kind of he stopped playing video games at the PS2. Like he had a PS2. He loved playing Madden. That was his thing. Like he really Mm. took those Madden franchises seriously, which I loved because it gave another thing where I could like bond with him over video games, which is something that didn't happen too often. So when he was like done playing video games, I really regret not taking his ps2 i think he ended up giving it to uh, my brother uh, I'm, I'm not sure i'd have to double check that as i think like my brother one of my brother's friends wanted it and at the time i, I think i must have just been like ah no i don't need it but like looking back i really wish i kept that because it's so easy to find some like really cheap ps2 games at like thrift stores and things like that right. man i'm missing out on some classics so much shovelware but so much gold among all of this you'll find more gold than coal when you think about ps2 honestly yeah that's a really good way to put it because i feel like there was something for everybody and there was it wasn't just one thing too like if if you could find that niche that like that you that you were kind of centered in you could find multiple games within that section all on the ps2 and kind of give yourself a little bit more variety it it really is just like looking back on it the, the lifespan of it and the games that were produced in that kind of like short period of time, because this was one of the shorter life cycles. It was pretty yeah. much like 2000 to 2006, because 2006 is when PS3 comes out. And at that point, PS2 kind of fell to the, the back burner a little bit. I feel it didn't, though. I feel it didn't. Like, that's when, although that's when the PS3 came out, 
Was it 06 or 07? I think it was 06. 06. Yeah, 06 it was, because it was November 11, 26. Yeah. yeah. And so, like that, so maybe not so much the PS3 took away from the PS2, but the 360 definitely took away from the PS2 because yeah. you, you did see a lot of people jump from PlayStation to Microsoft because it came out first. And it, that's when things started to change. But at the same yeah. time, the late PS2 life cycle is when some of the biggest games ever came out. That was like into ps2 life cycle that's god of war 2 yeah it's kingdom hearts 2 that's okami shadow of the colossus was around that era like so many like just heavy hitters right rounded out that system's life cycle did damn near all the games i list be remastered for the for the next uh generations yes because they needed to because they were so good i know that, that i remember on ps3 is really when I first played through all the God of War games because it came mm. out on like that HD collection. And that's so why yep. I played like one, two, and then we had three as well. And man, once you kind of got onto that like God of War kick, it, it really it really just hooked you. So I think to to kind of start off with this, I think some of the big things that we notice right off the bat when the PS2 comes out. So back in March of 2000 is when the PS2 finally drops. I think I got mine in late that summer or it might have been the next year i think it might have been a year later that i ended up getting the ps the ps2 i think i got it in 2001 now that i look back mm. but obviously some big changes right off the bat ditches the classic gray of the original playstation and not only does it come in the the slick black but it has like the new ps2 logo on the side you get the dual shock 2 which is Obviously, the, 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 the analog sticks were a little bit stiffer than the PlayStation original DualShock, mm. and it also added like a little bit of pressure sensitivity to the button. So it kind of changes a little bit of the controller while it still keeps that same function, like that same form, so it was still a very comfortable controller. And, Upgraded but familiar. Yes, exactly. That's a, that, and the thing with PS3 was they just took out the rumble. They're like, well, people don't really want rumble. It's like, yeah, we do, man. We want the fucking rumble. And you guys we'll want six about... axes, right? You want motion <laughs> yeah. controls. Yeah, that six axes. That worked out well. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll talk about that next week. But the PS2 also comes in the, with the ability to stand up. And so that's a little bit different. Were you someone, did you stand yours up or did you lay it down? I laid it down because anytime I did try to stand it up, I didn't have the stand attachment. Yeah. So whenever I tried, that shit would fall over. And I can't tell you, I've had, probably had at least five PS2s in my lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Was Honestly, a lot of them from falling over? No, but still... Uh. One of the one of the best things about it, because I think this was back when it was EB Games that I was going to. It wasn't even GameStop yet. And EB Games or Funko Land. <laughs> yeah, I went to EB Games, got the PS2, but at the time they would sell two-year warranties with it, I think for like, it wasn't much. I think it was only like 20 or 40 bucks. It, it wasn't a lot of money to get that the two-year warranty. Right. And so literally at the end of two years, right before the warranty would run out, I would just go and trade that in for a brand new PS2. So every two years, I was getting a brand new PS2 for the cost of a new two-year warranty. And that was the best, too, because of all the memory cards. So we didn't have to transfer data between PS2s. It was just, oh, I have memory memory cards. cards. I don't think we talked about that last episode, but memory cards. Yeah. Bring them back. (laughs) You know what? Let's take a little time here because this is actually a perfect segue into it because of the fact that I was able to go from PS2 to PS2 year, you know, every two years. It was thanks to memory cards. And there was no installing games. There was you had your data with you. 
whenever you carried your, you know, seven memory cards that you had, because one was never enough. (laughs) You had to have a bunch. That's why I kind of have a love-hate relationship with these things, because not only was it like, all right, I got too much data because, like, I'm like a hoarder when it comes to my save data. Like, I I always think, like, well, what if I decide to play this game? Like, I'm never going to fucking play that game again. But, like, what if I decide to play that game? What if you you still have the memory for it? Yeah, I don't want to lose that data. And so what would happen is I'd have to get new memory cards. And so what comes with having multiple memory cards is remembering which is saved (laughs) on which memory card. I'm looking at my PS2 right now, and I have a PS1 and a PS2 memory card plugged, uh, hooked in. Yeah, both of them have those stickers on them. Oh yeah, because that's what you needed. It had those to label stickers them. actually helped. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. those things went a long way, and you would try to fit as much on the little sticker as you possibly could to identify which memory card was which. So. In, in light of the memory cards, because naturally it just switched because the PlayStation 1 was blocks. You know, you have like 15 blocks that you can mm-hmm. save data on. And then I this know exactly was just, where you're going with this. Yeah. So this becomes just, all right, it's the, the kilobytes because it's eight, mem- eight megabyte memory card. And so you just had all of the, the kilobytes of data. And with the memory cards, though, because naturally now you have a bunch and you want to go to your friend's house. The best thing was the PS2 cases had the memory card slot. The best and thing ever. Like, because obviously the it, it, it advanced. It, it was more like a DVD case as opposed to a CD case, which is what the PlayStation 1 games were in. And so with that, it gives you a little bit more space, and they all came with that little memory card holder. And that was a godsend. Mm-hmm. I hated once a newer game started coming out, like in the mid-2000s, like 05 to 06, yeah. when they started getting rid of those slots. Yeah. I was sad. That's when you started noticing booklets get slimmer and no memory card slots. And it's like, what are you doing? They're starting to take away your little freedoms. That's what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that, the PS2 memory cards, like you said, there were blocks in um during the PS1 era. Yep. But it was just such a nice touch to see different logos when you went to see what memory you had in your 8 megabyte memory cards. Like seeing yeah. the different logos and what developers did to create their own unique slot for each game yeah it was nice it that really was, so was cool i thought that was a nice little touch and because of the fact like i said like parents are divorced so i'm going house to house i'm bringing games with me back and forth so it's very easy to like forget that that little like those little things because they're small but snapping it right into whatever game i was playing at the time i always have my memory cards with me now were you someone did you always like when you bought like a new controller or a new memory card did you always buy the sony brand or, or were you someone who'd go like mad cats or like the off-brand stuff i was <laughs> i was gonna bring that up i want to say for <laughs> ps2 i always had um official ones yeah um because like so for my gamecube i didn't have too many games that i played yeah but when i got my gamecube for christmas that year it came out with smash brothers all that um, I had gotten a Mad Cat's memory card. Yeah. I regret everything because I was only able to hold Smash Brothers and Pokemon Stadium or Pokemon Coliseum. That was it. That's how small it was. Oh my it was God. the worst thing ever. And I think it ended up corrupting my Pokemon Coliseum data. So like some of my Pokemon that I had brought from my Pokemon Ruby into that one were just lost forever. Oh, that's awful. <laughs> and I didn't want that experience for PS2. So yeah. I'll, I want to say all throughout PS2, I had official ones. So I have those eight megabytes of goodness being pure. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was scarred by my GameCube. 
I, I actually tried my best to go the, the Sony branded route just because I kind of got burned. Like one of the times when I bought like an extra controller, I, I think it might've been mad cats, but it was just like really like extra bulky. Wasn't comfortable. That and then, sounds like mad cats. <laughs> and then it eventually like one of the buttons goes and it's just like, well now this thing is useless. I think the one thing that I didn't have was Sony branded was I bought an off brand uh, four. It was like actually a five controller adapter. So that way you could, ha- it was the multi-tap. So, no, but, the it, multi-tap. but it had, yeah. it had the fifth slot instead of just the four. And I was like, well, look at how fucking badass I am. We could, <laughs> we could do six players. <laughs> Any of my friends that had a multi-tap, I thought were so fucking cool. I'm just yeah. like, what? We could play that many players together? Crazy. The like... multi-tap for the SmackDown video games was incredible. I can't tell you how many money in the bank ladder matches like me and my friends had because you could literally just like hook up six controllers and have six people fighting. It, it, the matches would take like literally an hour. <laughs> Sounds. <sighs> friendships yeah that were forged in those fires back in the day oh yeah a lot of a lot of couch co-op that was a, a staple for a lot of like the early days of ps2 because you had a lot of those games like what was your do you remember what your first ps2 game was my first memory i don't know what my first game was but demo discs like alongside ps1 ps2 demo discs for me like those stick out like i've mentioned just countless times now i wasn't a final fantasy person but i played the ever-living shit out of um the final fantasy 10 demo and i loved it and couldn't stop playing it but um i would say my first game i can remember it was okage Mm-hmm. um I don't, it was this game um it was like the shadow demon that you used i can't even remember the name of it though it was yeah. between that and maximo okay the first maximo game nice i think like, my early I... memories like it's just the weird early ps2 games that i know that either i actually own them or they were demos and they, right, i just played right. them so much they are ingrained into my brain i remember my very first one was all-star baseball 2002 and mm. i absolutely loved the all-star baseball games those things were awesome obviously once mvp baseball came uh came out that took all my attention like mvp baseball 2004 and 2005 i think are still two of the best baseball games i've ever played but all-star baseball 2002 i remember how like blown away i was at this like popping this into the ps2 for the first time firing up a game and just like the little things about it like the way the ball would bounce off the wall or like when you hit a foul ball and it would bounce into the stands and like there's the mascot dancing on the dugout and i'm just like this is all shit that like never happened in the previous right. <laughs> generation so that was like a really cool kind of intro to how different the ps2 was and then obviously like i'm a big kind of like mostly just baseball and football like those two sports video games I'm big on. Like, I still play Madden and MLB The Show all the time. Like, those are still, like, yearly purchases typically for me. Probably not this year for the show just because I have last year still. So, I'm probably just going to yeah. rock with that because I'm a little bitter that Mookie Betts is no longer on the Red Sox. So, I don't want to do another franchise. <laughs> I'm going to do the one where I still have Mookie Betts and be a happy guy. So, anywho. <laughs> it was that and then it was, like, uh, my brother because, like, obviously we we kind of got like a split gift of like the ps2 so he got like a 
I think it was like Evolution, or it was like Evo 4x4 truck racing. So it was literally just like a truck racing game. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like monster trucks or anything. It was just like normal trucks and like you do racing with it. But like <laughs> it was different because it wasn't like Gran Turismo or anything like that. And it was just, it was a lot of fun. Again, like the graphics were like, at that time blowing me away i was like holy shit like look at how cool everything looks like driving Mm. through like the mud and like the way it's like splashing up and stuff like that so those are my my first ones but what were your your favorites like the 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 ones because this is tough because i like ps2 the list goes on and on my let's let's start with what's your number one number one would be kingdom hearts 2 okay that would be kingdom hearts 2 i'll remember my friend like Kingdom Hearts is what opened me up to so many different types of games, personally. Yeah. And it's all because one of my friends brought... He had the game, and he brought the game manual to class one day in school. And he let me check it out. And I'm just like, what is this? Uh, and just, you know, back then we had manuals that we could read and yeah. see what a game was. The good and old <laughs> I was just like, this seems cool. And I think he let me borrow it or something like that. And I was taken. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing who are these characters what is happening it's like that that was just opened me up to so much but right i could i could gush for days about that but there are so many like jack and daxter ratchet and clank um the burnout series yeah three takedown and dominator specifically tony hawk three and four like shadow of the Colossus. like there were i like for you um with last episode when you're talking about games that like kind of opened you up to what games can be yeah i feel the ps2 was that for me where i played jack one like jack and daxter and i was just like okay this is typical platformer and then jack two it gets all gritty and he's, he's like oh he's bad and evil and all that stuff and i'm just like oh this platformer turned into a gta clone yeah. this is weird but cool <laughs> <laughs> um so so much like shadow of the colossus despite what people say how it plays that was a game for me where it's like wow look you could have a story without kind of having a story yeah you have this giant open world where i know this game is nothing but a boss rush but the swaths of nothingness in between with just you and your horse yeah going to these giant colossi that are puzzles and bosses at the same time like that blew me away i can't tell you how many times i beat that game then okami that made me think that games were art and i'm just like look at this this is literally a japanese painting as a video game what is happening like ps2 is special yeah it it made special games that's that is one of the best ways to put it it really is just this special little it's almost like this long moment in gaming history that is near and dear to so many people because i think it came at a time where like for us this is when we're, we're kind of still growing up where we're like you know mm-hmm. about to be preteens, like teenage years and so that is when we're now trying to look for more mature i guess options in terms of video games because we at the, you know our, our interests are changing and what we're looking for in terms of this entertainment the stimulation it needs to be more and so I feel like, because like I had mentioned last week, PS1 was what kind of opened my eyes to what games could be. This was these like game developers now kind of showing like, all right, we're not ever going to stay stagnant. Like we're always going to keep pushing the envelope and seeing what more we can do. And mm. obviously like 
I'm a huge Metal Gear fan, as everybody knows. So, like, Metal Gear Solid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 2, I remember when 2 came out, I was just stunned at how much better everything was when you can now do first-person view aiming. And, like, there was just so much more that was involved with the game. It wasn't just, like, all right, you got to hide here. You got to go, like, one to this spot. It was now, like, the different bosses, but there's more of, like, the the cinematics. They play out a little bit better because the graphics look a little bit better. Mm. They actually have faces. It's not just the smudges. Say what you will about the story from Metal Gear 2, but, like, the the gameplay was was pretty impressive. And then with 3, where you actually got a little bit more of... It was still linear, but it gave you a little bit more freedom with the way you could attack things. And then it, it turned into more like a survival game where you had to have the right camouflage on for the right situation so that way you'd blend in and you had to make sure that you were hunting so that way you could eat to maintain your energy levels and heal yourself and you had to like actually tend to your wounds and so that was like evolution in a game series taking advantage of the technology that they were afforded so naturally Mm -hmm. like the metal gear games always jump out to me but ps2 will always stand out too because of what it did with grand theft auto like we talked about Grand Theft Auto last yes. week and how it was originally this top-down 2D game, still pretty much open world, but it was nothing like we saw once Grand Theft Auto 3 comes out. And you're basically yeah. playing like kind of like a Goodfellas-esque video game with this open world where you can do pretty much whatever you want and you have the outrageous cheat codes that are available to you. <laughs> so That was a... I watched my dad play that one, but yeah. in like... I've never been a Grand Theft Auto type of person, but still, like, even from a distance, when you watch it, you're just like, what is happening? It's it's just such what is a sandbox. And, like, at the time, I mean, looking back now, Grand Theft Auto 3 seems like it's it's so tame compared to what you can do in Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto 5 online. But at the time, what? It was, <laughs> it was everything. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you're, the, the map is huge, and you have to progress through the story to unlock the other parts of the map. I always liked, though, before you unlock the second part, if you went to the bridge that was closed off and you did the, the tank cheat code to get a tank, and you did the, <laughs> the, the dodo bird cheat code, if you turned the tank's gun behind you and just kept firing as you were driving, eventually you'd hit, mm-hmm. the, you'd hit the, the edge where the road wasn't done yet, and the tank would just take off, and you could get to the other part of the map that wasn't unlocked yet. <laughs> That was that was always a favorite because then you could go raise hat like raise hell over on that side, get the cops after you. It was a good time, but like the the silent protagonist that was kind of intriguing too because like you're just playing as this guy who doesn't say a fucking word and you're just doing these right. outrageous missions. <laughs> and then to think that Vice City and San Andreas came out, you know, right after those pretty much because uh, San Andreas was the last one that came out in 2004. And all of those were released on PS2, and they each progressively got better because naturally it changes settings, which changes kind of the whole story behind the game, but it also changes the vehicles that are available and the options. Like, I remember in Vice City when you could now use, like, motorcycles and the dirt bikes and little things Mm -hmm. like that, and, like, you could actually fly, like, helicopters and, and that type of shit. And then it's San Andreas. They like up the ante where it's like, all right, you want a you want a bicycle? You can do BMX shit. Go 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 get a go get People a bike. Still talk about San Andreas till this day. It's like five is what it is. Yeah. Four four was good and people love four. But when you talk to people about what's your favorite GTA, more than likely it's either going to be five or San Andreas. Yeah. 
because San Andreas just hits on so many, not only just like the gameplay elements, but like nostalgia too, because it's got like mm-hmm. that early mid nineties hip hop vibe. So like that hits for a lot of like older people and like even us, cause like we were younger at that point, but like that music was still big when, once we were like kind of getting into games. Mm-hmm. And so the added value too of you can make your your character either fat or jacked like whichever you chose <laughs> so like little things like that where they they were giving you a little bit more leeway with the the character Girl, in street the game. Cut. <laughs> it was just like man everything about it was so awesome like i loved the fact that they had real soundtracks too like they went out they got real music so you could when you're in a car and you're listening to a radio station it felt like you were in a car listening to a radio mm-hmm. station it was awesome man ps2 is good <laughs> Yeah, see, like, that's why it's tough to, like, narrow down, like, what's your favorite? Because naturally, I could always fall back on, like, Metal Gear, but then I look back at, obviously, like, the entire Grand Theft Auto series, and then we talked about this briefly last week, and you brought it up already today. Like, Tony Hawk Underground is hands down my favorite Tony Hawk game, and honestly, like, it's such a good video game. I don't think enough people mm-hmm. really gave that game the the love that it really needed, because I think... They were thinking it's like, ah, oh, another skateboard game. But, like, there's a really good story in there. Like, it's almost like a, a movie-esque story. Have you ever seen the movie Grind by any chance? Yes. Yeah, it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. It's got, like, that, like, kind of the young skater trying to get noticed vibe. But, like, it just had great writing, great humor, and the gameplay was awesome. Like, once it introduced the ability to get off your skateboard and, like, walk around, you could use that as part of, like, combos. I remember, like, that is what, like, I didn't stop playing Tony Hawk Underground because I loved being able to customize your board and customize your gear. Like, you could, it, it, like, it gave you an editor. So you could, like, make logos on your shirts and your hats. You know, like, you could kind of make, mm-hmm. like, a skateboard company, kind of. And with that, I guess we can kind of segue into it, was one of the, the things that PS2 did. Obviously, 360 was doing it as well. But the kind of advent of online play for consoles and for me that is that is when online first came into play same you know, here. i didn't have a xbox i knew friends were playing halo 2 and everything like that online i'm just like good for you guys but for me like fantasy star online and ratchet and ratchet deadlocked was like my shit yeah back then that was my online game like oh my god i'm playing with other people online what is happening? Like, that was crazy to me. Well, yeah, because Tony Hawk Underground actually had... It was an awesome online game because you could do... Like, there were different game modes, naturally. One of them was, like, you know, the, the best combo. So whoever had, like, the highest combo score at the end would be the winner. And I remember mm-hmm. the Moscow the Moscow level. You could basically arrange it where you could just keep going on a loop doing a constant combo as long as you kept it up. And you could do it for the entire duration of the game mode. And eventually when the clock runs out, you would just stop and see whoever had the highest score. But like once you kind of figured out like the tricks of the different maps, you could really string together some outrageous combos. And I remember there was one game mode called fireball or it was like firefight. I can't remember exactly what it was, (laughs) but all it was is like, as you're skating, you would, whenever you would like jump up, you would shoot a fireball out. And the goal is to, eliminate everybody else so like the if you hit them with one fireball it like takes out like 10 of their health but if you string together combos 
that you would literally be able to launch like a massive just bomb of fire at people and like you could wipe people out in one hit so if you're, if you're playing it on moscow everybody's doing the combo like circle move and just running it just running <laughs> that in sounds circles, like chaos launching giant <laughs> fireballs at each other it's one of the funniest like game modes i've ever played and that was one of like the first real online experiences i had was tony hawk underground i played that at an absolute ton online with the the little ps2 online adapter and i had an ethernet mm-hmm. cable running from my room to the to the computer i remember at my dad's house the the modem was in his room so i had to like run like it was like a hundred foot cable like up the stairs <laughs> i think that stuff was all um luckily close to me because i'm just like besides besides being on computers you like the fact of using ethernet cables for anything else was like Wait, I can plug this up to my PlayStation now. I know. <laughs> you just seeing that little online logo on your on a case was like, what do you mean? <laughs> this isn't an Xbox. Oh yeah. And Th- then we don't we don't have to pay for a thing. And then we had an entire generation where we didn't have to pay for online for a good while PlayStation. Yeah, and looking then at eventually, you for until place. Eventually, once they installed it, they were like, "All right, well, we'll give you free games too." But <laughs> I remember like the online play too, because like Madden, that was one of the, the yeah my first experiences. I remember Madden two thousand four, the one with Michael Vick on the cover. I played that one a lot online because that was the first one that you could play online. And mm-hmm. remember, I, I'm a Patriots fan naturally, but the Patriots really aren't, especially back then, they weren't like the best Madden team because the, the thing that the Patriots were great at is like winning ugly. <laughs> so they weren't like a great <laughs> video game team. And I will say they always underrated Brady until like, I want to say like Madden, probably 2008 when he finally got Randy Moss and all that. He was always like super underrated before that, though. It's a damn tragedy. But I remember <laughs> I was playing as the Patriots, naturally a Patriots fan. I was like 13 years old and I was playing against this guy who was as the Lions. And I remember we were talking on the headset. He was a really nice guy. Like we were, he was beating me by like a few points. It was like the last second. And I just heave a Hail Mary to Bethel Johnson, who's like the fifth string wide receiver, but he's fast as fuck. And he, of course, catches it. I score a touchdown. I'm like, hey, man, sorry that I had to beat you on a Hail Mary, but see ya. <laughs> that, was, that was a good I time think, i think things were far more cordial back then because nobody knew what a evil troll was back then yeah so everybody was just like oh i'm playing with somebody else this is cool how's it going man yeah see it wasn't as bad and i always reference socom because again i can't talk about socom uh, excuse me can't talk about ps2 without bringing up the socom games because i'm a huge fan but like socom 3 I played so much of that online. Like, me and a few of my friends, that was one of those things where, like, one summer, it was like, you know, when we get back, because I think that came out when we were, I, I want to say, like, probably eighth grade going into, like, freshman year, right around that time. And so, at night, during the summer, we would just, like, sign on at, like, 10 o'clock at night, and we'd play to, like, 1 or 2 in the morning, just playing SOCOM 3. And it was surprising how non-toxic that game was as a shooter but it's because it had push to talk so like Uh. nobody could just hog (laughs) the mic you know be respectful take them turns it was great that that was one of the things i actually kind of wish push to talk would make a comeback because sometimes you get stuck in that call of duty because like i play a lot of uh cyber attack in call of duty and it's it's very helpful to be able to hear your team because like you're, Mm -hmm. you're dying you have to be revived and all that but my God, some people are just 
assholes. <laughs> yep. If I play something online, unless it's with my friends, I don't even try yeah. to talk to anybody random anymore. It's it's too toxic. It's too evil. I'm like, let me just, I'll I'll deal with. Mm-mm. Oh my god! And they just they, times have passed. Yeah, they just get <laughs> so angry about the dumbest things. That's why I do like PS2 was great because, like you were saying, they just I don't think it was like really known yet because all the people who were doing like because there were definitely internet trolls by then, but they were all still like on PC gaming. They weren't really paying mm-hmm. attention to console gaming and like the the console online community. And so back then it really wasn't as bad from what I remember because I was really like probably you know eleven to fifteen or so. That was probably right around the time yeah. when I was like playing like PS2 online before PS3 eventually comes out. Um, but with that, I don't remember having any moment where I was like getting berated by somebody in any of those games I was playing. Even a game like SOCOM, where it, those shooters tend to be some of the most toxic environments. And I, from what I remember, that one wasn't. Obviously, it could be like revisionist history and all that, but I don't remember ever having those moments where like people were willingly going out of their way to try to like fuck with you unless you were doing something to instigate it games were good that games were pure back then and also like some of the sequels that had come out in that era were damn good oh yeah that was like you said devs kind of realized hey we could do a lot with these systems and when they brought out a project and then refined upon it mm-hmm. and then made it its own holy crap Jack 2 became a f- different game. Yeah. It became a whole ass different game. Like I mentioned, Kingdom Hearts 2, God of War 2 just took things that were mind-blowing on the scale that they were and then just ranked it up to 10. Yeah. And then when we eventually got God of War 3 in 2010, my God. Yeah, but... oh my God. I remember that first... Well, we'll definitely talk about that next week, but that first, like, scene of God of War 3, it's like, good lord, the scale of It's just game. like, how is this a thing? Yeah. They, that's the thing, is they they have always impressed with the God of War games in terms of the scale, like, especially the, the most recent one. I remember when the, the World Serpent, the first time you hear the World Serpent speak, you're like, holy shit, this game is legit. Anywho, <laughs> that, more time, more time to talk about God of War, because, like, Unfortunately, like I said, I didn't really experience God of War on PS2 because I didn't eventually play him until PS3. But with with some other ones on PS2, because you mentioned like the developers, they kind of were refining what they were doing. And I had brought this up last week, how much I love the, the Twisted Metal series on PS1. Mm-hmm. But uh, still to this day, the greatest Twisted Metal game and probably one of just my favorite games in general, Twisted Metal Black. That game, mm-hmm. obviously, it took... You know the the cues to upgrade the graphics and the gameplay, but what it did was the story mode was amazing. It gave each character their own story for you know why they're trying to win this competition, and they had a series of videos. Like some would have, you know, beginning, middle, and ending videos, while some others would just have like middle and end or just an ending video. I think it was kind of a bummer because I think Axel got the shaft. I think he only had like an ending video. It was kind of a, a drag, <laughs> but they all like had their own story. And I thought that was a really nice touch. And obviously like the, I remember it has painted black as like the theme song. So that was just a perfect, you know, mood setter for that type of game. And it's Oof. still like, that's one I still have on my PS3 because every now and then you just got to go back to twist the metal black. Cause like I said, 
There still hasn't been one that's been better than that. <laughs> so every now and then I'll go Facts. back to Twisted Metal Black and just relive some of the, some of that good time that I had back in the day. That was all. That was just when Activision, Activision and EA, like as much of heathens and devils that they are now, wanting all of our money, which they did back then as oh, well. Yeah. We were a little bit more naive, but yeah. That was the advent of stuff like Guitar Hero. We had EA big when it came to sports games. And I wasn't, I'm not a sports person, but at the same time, NBA Street, yes. NFL Street, FIFA oh Street, my God. Thank you for bringing SSX, like I said, uh, Guitar Hero, that's when that stuff came out. Like, what? <laughs> Dude, NBA Street Volume 2, I still say to that this day, is the greatest basketball amazing. game ever made. That was amazing. Remember, you could back then. I did not like sports at all. You could be Nelly in that but game. But you could. <laughs> it was so good. Like, uh, Def Jam. Those games oh, were yeah, amazing. Def Jam Vendetta. Uh, EA. Why did you close stuff? Why are you evil? You have assets that you can use that you choose not to bring back. Honestly, it's... that's a good point. I forgot like about some of those games. Obviously, I did not forget about the street games. I'm glad you brought those up because I miss those so much. I would love I, if they do. brought those back. <laughs> like NBA Street and NFL Street. I played both of those. Obviously, I, I didn't play FIFA, but I've heard from people who have and who are soccer fans that they they love. Which is FIFA also street. still awesome. Yeah. So I I wish they would bring back the street franchise because like. I really feel like there'd be a huge market for it. I mean, you got to have all of us who are like, who grew up on those games. Like, yeah, let's try to see what they could do now. But then you could have the whole new group of people who are like, I never played any of the street games. Look at all, look at like what these are all about. It's a, it's a real bummer that those ones fell to the wayside because they were some of the best sports games. And they were some of the best sports games to play, like, you know, competitive multiplayer with your friends. Mm-hmm. Because it was with more With your friends, fun. the music was great, yeah. they were just fun, wacky. They were, you had the games that were for people who love the sport, who wanted to play The Sims, but those were the arcadey weird stuff yeah. that you can get that other audience for that would never touch these games but because of how crazy they were they're like this is different and it's fun yeah i'm here for it yeah it was just like more modernized like nfl blitz oh but that does remind me was it no that was on ps3 i think it was so now we'll talk about that i think there might have been a blitz to come out on ps2 but they did bring it back ps3 and it was yeah blitz Ooh, gritty yeah, blitz the league we we'll talk about blitz the league next yeah, week I, I, I have plenty <laughs> of thoughts on blitz the league but i bet i, I did love the the street games and it, it's it's stunning that they haven't come back especially with like the way that things get remade now it is a little shocking that no one's been like, hey, we should revisit all those awesome street games we used to have. I know with FIFA, at least, they've put in a mode in the recent FIFA games, but it's not the same. Like, it's definitely more of like, here's a story mode yeah. on the streets and all that. And it's like, no, I want my <laughs> wacky, weird anime bullshit in my sports games. Yeah, I really, I really just wish... Because, like, EA, they have to know that there's like these are money makers because they make a ton of money on FIFA and Madden and NHL every year. How the hell do we not have street remakes? We got to we gotta start, start a petition for that. You know why, though? And I think the as much as we want it, because if we get them, they will turn them into the microtransaction machines that they are as of that, that they do now. Yeah. And that will tarnish our memory. 
All they need to You're do right. is just put out the standalone thing, but that isn't what EA wants nowadays. We're gonna we're just gonna have to go get the classics. Just gonna go buy a Honestly. PS2 and get another get get another copy of it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. with all of these, because we've kind of talked about how it changed from the PS1, all that this new catalog of games, that the advent of online gaming for for consoles, at least for the PlayStation side, because like we said, Xbox. Well, you know, they were they were doing it too, so it wasn't just like PS2 was like, hey, you know this thing's called the internet? Like, obviously, Bill Gates knows about the fucking internet. So, right. <laughs> they were, this was their final, like, all right, let's dip our toes in the internet market. But like you said, they were doing it for free for basically all of PS2, and then, of course, most of PS3, and then finally, when they implemented the fee, they at least gave you a little bit something for it. But with kind of everything that the PS2 did... What were some of, I guess, the main things that you think cemented it as this, like I said, possibly the greatest console of all time? I think the options just, it was for anybody. Yeah. Like we've mentioned, we RPGs, they were there. Sports games, they were there. Shooters, to an extent, they were there. Yeah. Store, like, just stories, scale. There were just options, like... All the games that are my favorites, like Bloody Roar, Rest in Peace mm. to Hudson Soft, <laughs> those were like some fighting games that like cemented me liking fighting games. Yeah. Guitar Hero, stuff like that. Like everybody, or at least a friend, has a Guitar Hero guitar sitting in their garage somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> People at least know about the names Jack and Daxter, yeah. Ratchet and Clank, Kingdom Hearts. It's Kingdom Hearts. It really is crazy. Some of the top Final Fantasy games were on there. That's where Final Fantasy Eleven was on there. The first Final Fantasy MMO that, like, that was on PS2, Xbox, um, 360, surprisingly, somehow. <laughs> like, just, I'm looking at my shelf right now, and some of my favorite games, I have their remasters or remakes for on PS4 because they stand the test of time. Yeah. There's a lot of lost gems that, like, I played, like, a lot of Capcom goodies. I don't know if you've ever heard this game, Chaos Legion. It was this, like, action RPG that, like, anybody I talk to, doesn't, nobody knows about this game, but it was fucking awesome. This game, <laughs> Bujin Guy, another, like, action RPG. I'm just, like, just stuff I came across, and I'm like, wow, this was awesome. I go back to some of them now, and I'm like, oof, this is rough, but yeah. <laughs> at the time... It's amazing. Devil May Cry. Uh, that's when like stuff like RE RE four came out. Yep. Like you mentioned, Metal Gear Solid three. Even though I've like I know about Metal Gear, I haven't beaten it, but I know enough about it to be like, damn, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I get it. I understand like what this game is doing. Demo disc on just demo disc still all the same. Where something special like. I would have never played a waveboarding game, yeah. but there was a demo for it on Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, and that shit was awesome. <laughs> Honestly, I think the the PS2 might have been the site of like the last fighting game I really played, which was uh, Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance. Yeah, Mortal a lot of those Mortal Kombat games. Like there was there's so much to offer on the PS2 that the GameCube did its thing. It had Super Smash Brothers. Yep. It had the some Mario games, some Legend Zeldas, all that. Xbox came and slowly crept its way into the mainstream with Halo. But besides Halo, like 
there were there are a handful of titles that people can really look to yep. and be like, yeah, this is why I own an Xbox. A PS2, you look and you're like, I can start anywhere. Yeah, you really There's so much. And from like pretty much any year that it was in existence, it had like a big game that you could go mm-hmm. back and be like, that's a classic. It was special. Like, I'm <laughs> bump this PlayStation classic. Give us a PS2 classic and let's see what you guys can do. What can you muster oh up? Because you got some bangers. Yeah, if they ever made it's not just like make it. Like you gotta it's it's gotta be good. Like it has to work. It's gotta have save functionality. It has to look good. But like if you could do a PS2 classic and have, you know, like the 30 big PS2 games on it, I mean that thing And that would be the hardest curated list. Ever. Oh, I know. I don't. I, like, how do you how, like? How do you decide? And obviously, some of them might lose a little bit of the like the appeal. Like naturally, I don't think SOCOM one, two, or three are, are that important if you can't play multiplayer. Like, or if, right. I mean, if you're gonna let us play multiplayer on the, on the PS2 Classic, hey, shoot. <laughs> All right, yeah, you're talking. But no, like obviously, they're probably not gonna do that. So, like a lot of those games, that they kind of fall to the wayside. But imagine, like, you get you know your shadow of the colossus on like ps2 classic and it's not like on your ps4 or you got you know jack 2 jack 3 or anything Mm -hmm. like that or if we got you know nba street volume 2 as like part of the ps2 classic or something like that so this licensing hell that this that that system would be oh yeah it would it would be a nightmare that's probably why we'll never see it that's why Mm -hmm. i'm really hoping this this backwards (sighs) compatibility for ps5 is one of those like yeah yeah you could just put in the disc but i i have my doubts about that but we'll right. see. I'm trying to remain a little optimistic in hopes that Sony's like, yeah, we want you to play our whole catalog. We want you the to The more I'm to. thinking, I'm just like, man, the burnout games, like I mentioned, Midnight Club Yo! Edition. Need uh, for Speed Underground. Midnight Club. Need for Speed uh, Underground. Need for Speed. That was that <laughs> was what fucking Fast and Furious Crossroads wishes it was. <laughs> wishes dreams need for speed underground because need for speed underground came out like at the height of like fast and the furious phenomenon you know so Mm. everybody's got like fast and the furious fever and it it really captured that vibe because it gave you so much customization options like you could make the car the way you wanted to you could do all these crazy races man um that was me for uh midnight club uh three dub edition yeah midnight club was a lot of fun too Oh my, like, that's why Midnight Club 3 is the Midnight Club that I wish any other, like, LA, the next one on PS3 would be, which it truly was not. Anybody who says that it was, you're lying. And also, I feel like we'll never get another Midnight Club because of GTA 5 existing. Yeah, pretty much. That is a Midnight Club in itself. Yeah, because... And it's just like, damn. The, honestly, the, <laughs> the racing in GTA Five is really good. Like, I... I exactly. That's, that's, that's why I'm like, we're not getting this car game from Rockstar again. Yeah, because... And it makes me sad. Honestly, <laughs> I love Rockstar's... Uh, I love the GTA driving mechanics. Like, that's why... That's one of the things I wish Watch Dogs would take note of, because I remember... I hated the driving mechanics in Watch Dogs, because it was too stiff. sucked. <laughs> it's just too stiff. It's like... You got to loosen up a little bit. Take yourself a little less seriously. Like, honestly, if you're going to do like an open world game like that and you're not a racing or a driving sim, just take a page out of Rockstar's book because they have figured out how to make driving fun in those like open world style games. Because like mm-hmm. you have control of the car, you can go fast and still maintain the, the you know, stability. But with like, I remember Watch Dogs, you try to take like a turn going like at a remote 
like, I think like 40 miles an hour maybe. And like you, you immediately like <laughs> skid out and like slam into the wall. It's like, well, this fucking sucks. So right. definitely they should take a note out of that. But man, yeah, PS2, it had all those moments. Cause like it has all those games that we just talked about, but then it has like a bunch of hidden gems. Like I've talked about uh, the video game, the suffering multiple times in, in the mm-hmm. past because like, I love those horror style games and that's still one of my those ones that have just like always stuck with me because of the way the story full unfolds and like there there's Max Payne started Max on there. Max fucking pain. Like those games were absolutely incredible. See, this is the thing with PS2 is now we can go down this never ending rabbit more you hole think, of just awesome more games. titles just appear. Yeah. Like, that era. I'm I'm whew, PS2 is what turned me into a weeb. Let's say honestly, <laughs> like, it gave I love JRPGs because of PS2. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It also it's so good. This was right at like the height of like the GameStop too. Like, oh man, you know we could trade in these games before we all realized we were being fucking suckered. <laughs> We're like, let's go trade in games and then get other games. Hey, man, I was part of that suckering process, so I get it. (laughs) See, I'm still someone who does enjoy going to GameStop because I always enjoy talking to the people who work there because a lot of times it is like, oh, man, it's just talking video games with other people. And, like, that was one of the things Mm -hmm. I always enjoyed about GameStop is I've always been fortunate that the people that work at the ones I go to have always been super friendly. I've never had a bad experience with anybody who's worked there. And, like, back when I was younger – my friend's dad used to always like take us um, like in the summer. He'd be like, "All right, you guys, any games you want to trade in?" And like they were always running those deals, like you you know buy two, use yep. get one free, and like all that type of shit. And so we kind of that shit when you're a kid is amazing. Yeah, especially <laughs> because like we treated it almost like, "All right, we're we're done playing these games. Let's trade them in to get other games." So it was almost just like a swap. And a lot of times you'd get out of it like paying maybe you know five bucks out of pocket that day because the trade ins just worked in your favor, and. Like that was awesome because at like we've been talking about, there were a lot of fucking games on PS2, and this gave me the chance to actually experience so many different ones. I think I just pulled up a a short list. Bully. Oh yeah. The Dragon Ball Z Budokai games. Like Splinter Cell. Freaking Splinter Cell. Like you said, uh, Need for Speed Underground, Persona Three and Four. I'm yeah. like, oh my god, how? Like you mentioned, Ratchet and Clank, uh, Jack and Daxter, Star Wars Battlefront, too? Sly Cooper, uh, like <sighs> Sly Cooper. How can? Oh god. <laughs> I mean, just so many amazing games. Were in That's where the Lego of. game started. Like Lego Batman, yeah. Lego Star Wars. And all see, those. And this Man. is why you can see that this was and, and is the number one selling console of all time because mm-hmm. it was the first monster hunter it was everything and and (laughs) because it was like hey you remember how the playstation could play cds well we can play dvds DVDs. i was like you can watch movies on this bitch but like what do you mean i don't have to buy a dvd but yeah that was huge for everybody because now we could be like hey parents (laughs) if you get us exactly we can always watch dvds too and they were like all right that's actually not a bad idea because you pay 300 bucks for a ps2 at the time, DVD players were pretty much like right around the same price, probably maybe a little less, if not a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. So you're like, oh, why don't we get a PS2? We can we can use it in the the living room, so we can play games. We can also watch DVDs, and that's an easy sell to the parents. Mm-hmm. Man, Sony. Sony knew. They knew. They knew what they were doing. Because like, I'm pretty it sure the Xbox, a CD player Xbox at first. played DVDs too, didn't it? I think. I think. Uh... It did. I think so. Yeah, I'm pr- I'm and then the next generation was the Blu-ray HD DVD well, war. <laughs> yeah, because I remember Xbox was like, we're doing HD DVDs. And Sony was like, we're doing Blu-ray. 
And Sony's like, we're charging you $600. And everyone's like, well, get fucked. So <laughs> that's more to talk about next week when I, t- when right. I tell everybody about the worst financial decision I ever made. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> i give you a hint. It revolves around a PS3. <laughs> but with PS2, because honestly, like, we, we could go on for days talking about all these things. So I guess to, to kind of end it off, what was um, – if you could pick one – uh, I guess some of your fondest memories, like kind of going back to PS2, what would what would it be? Getting in trouble over Kingdom Hearts 2 when it first came out because I wasn't supposed to play on the weekdays. Those are the and risks I you knew, take, you know? <laughs> I got that PS2 taken away, but I knew the hiding spot. See? <laughs> I knew the hiding spot. And then you're just going to play it cool. Like, oh, you're really devastated. Um, honestly, but like a single player wise, that because that's when like i said that led me into getting i think final fantasy 12 was the first game i pre-ordered and that was my first final fantasy game besides the 10 demo and that's where just my love of the franchise stems from yeah playing burnout with my brother just doing just everything just co-op was a big part of that because that was me and my brother's uh system uh the hurtful memory of getting to the final boss and tack two and having to turn off the system because it was late and i hadn't saved for like five hours so i never beat that game because i did not go back to do any of that shit again (laughs) um ps2 holds a lot and i think like there's a lot of games like you mentioned that i wish that i still had yep because like a they might be expensive nowadays they might be hard to find there was just so much that made that system special from a camaraderie standpoint with my friends, with my brother, with my dad. Cause that's, I feel the most when he played games with us, um, dynasty warriors was a big part of like that. I still buy that stupid series <laughs> damn near any release it has knowing how stupid they are nowadays, yeah. but just, I know Chinese <laughs> warlords now because of that. That's pretty good. Hey, see, you learned something. Because it was something. just fun. They were just fun games. And PS2 is what introduced me to just so much that just follows me to this day on what I love and what I enjoy. Yeah, I think I, I would kind of go with the same type of, I guess, fondness. It, it, it was a lot of that co-op, a lot of that multiplayer. And because this was kind of the last console where because at this point my brother was starting to get a little bit older because he's seven years older than I am. So at that point Mm. he's getting a little bit older, so he's not playing games as much. So he wasn't really as big into like PS3 once PS3 came out. But with PS2, like I said, we kind of almost like split that as like a gift because we were still both very much into video games. So we were kind of like share the catalog, share the system. And I remember like him and I playing video games together. Like I brought up last week, I was like teasing a little bit about Fight Night because I remember Fight Night round three, I think it was. I think it was the one with Bernard Hopkins on the cover. And mm-hmm. so Fight Night round three, him and I would always have matches against each other. And there was one like we'd always do usually like middleweight or like Walter weight. So nothing like heavyweights where you could like knock people out because we we're trying to actually have like longer fights. And I remember one him and I went like literally to a decision just like duking it out for well, I think it was like 12 rounds or whatever, however long it was. I think it was 12 rounds. I'm not a huge boxing fan, as you could tell. <laughs> so I think it was 12 <laughs> rounds, but I remember like it was literally down to the wire, duking it out, like 
it was very close. And I remember because I got the gnarliest blister on my right thumb because it was all like analog stick. Like that was all the punching and the countering. And I remember like my thumb just like never left the right analog stick for like the whole time. And I had just the worst <laughs> blister and I couldn't play games for like a week and a half after that. And I was just like, well, I guess it was kind of worth it because it was a good fight. But Dragon Ball Tenkaichi beam struggles. Yeah. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Rotating those analog sticks in a beam struggle. That like defines if I lose stuff like that yeah. nowadays. It's like conti- continually just mashing on the same button right. to beat the other person. Like... If I lose now, it's because I wasn't doing, trying hard enough when I was younger. Yeah. That's how, <laughs> Honestly. The, fr- the friend I'm playing against now, they did that shit way more than me <laughs> 15 plus years ago. It was all worth it, though. Because, like, again, like, it's exactly. that camaraderie. Like, we, we were playing those games, and then I remember him and I played, like, through Medal of Honor Rising Suns. I remember that had, like, a co-op campaign you could do. So, like, playing through those. And then, like I said, this was when my dad had finally stopped playing games. But the PS2 was his last one. And him and I really bonded, like, on, like, Madden and things like that. Like I said, he took his franchise very seriously to the point where he was, like, taking notes in the off season, <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm scouting these prospects. It was great though. Cause I, we would always chat about that. Him and I would play games against each other. So that was always fun. And honestly, the, the advent of like the multiplayer gaming for me, cause I remember I spent so many hours playing SOCOM and that kind of translated into kind of what I look for in shooters now. And I still, to this day, I have like with call of duty, I have like a handful of people that will play, you know, every week together. We'll try to find some time. And it's the way that, mm-hmm. you know, now, cause we're older and we're, we all get separate lives. We live all over the state. So it's tough to see each other that often. So this keeps us close. We get to hang out kind of playing that. So that always reminds me of like those SOCOM days. And that's what kind of got me into multiplayer gaming in the first place. But honestly, the PS2. Look at us all. The, the, Don't talk to strangers online and look at video I games. I know. We, were, we well, were strangers online. Now we're friends. These strangers See? are some of my best friends. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we happened to find the right strangers. We just didn't go. We, we didn't go into the wrong chat rooms. That's all that matters. <laughs> we, here, we avoided here. those. That was good. <laughs> But obviously the PS2, just a, a never-ending well of memories. So for you guys out there, if you have anything that stuck out to you about the PlayStation 2, give us a call, 347-509-5620. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We can play it on a future episode of the podcast. But with that, I think it's a good time to, to wind down the PlayStation 2 episode. So we got PAX East coming up. Well, when this episode releases, it'll be the end of this week. So PAX East right around the corner. I know you and I will try to find some time next week to get the recording in so that way the PS3 episode can drop the week after. Mm-hmm. However, the week after that, I'm going to be in the process of moving, so we might not be able to record then. So the PS4 episode might be delayed a, a week. Just throwing that out there for all the folks who are listening in. But we will find some time next week to record the PS3 episode, which I'm very excited about because... The, the PS3 too. so far will be the, the only one that I can foresee that we're going to have some real negative things to say about. So. We'll have negatives, but also that's when I feel online was also at its prime. Yeah, I think things things turned around. It had a good back nine, as they say. Because, ooh boy. Real tough front nine now. Another sports reference. Ooh boy. But, so you and I will be at Paxi's. so anybody else out there, if you're going to Paxi's, let us know. We'd love to see you talk some video games, maybe play some games together because I heard – there's a few games that'll be there, so we can check them out together just and have a good time. A few, just a few, just some, not as many anymore. Yes, and I know face, there's yeah, but... I know there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of fear about the coronavirus, and obviously 
it's it's warranted. I mean, it, the flu is no joke anytime. So for everybody going, uh, my biggest recommendation is just practice good hygiene. You know, get a lot of vitamin C before the event. Well, common misconception there Please. is people do the vitamin C after they've been sick. You need it before. Build up the immune system. So load up on that vitamin C and wash your fucking hands, folks. Wash your hands. <laughs> that, Bring yes, hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is your friend <laughs> at these events. It's everywhere. It's in the bathrooms. They have hand sanitizer dispensers. And there's always little places that are giving out free little samples that you can carry around with you. Use your hand sanitizer. Don't cough into your hands. Cough into the, into the I guess, the crevice of your elbow, the vampire cough, as uh, Pam calls it in the office. So practice that, and uh, we hope to see you at PAX East. We're going to have a good time. So, Darren, do you have any closing thoughts on the PS2 and any uh, preview thoughts before PAX East? As far as closing statements, damn it, the PS2 is good system. It's so good. Damn it, I love it. I need that like always look back at my games like i said that i have remakes yeah. of that i'm like i need to play you again because <laughs> damn it i love you <laughs> devil may cry 3 just came out today on switch and i'm probably gonna buy it again on switch it's so good <laughs> but ps2 is great that's all i have to say and as far as packs this is my first packs east all right um i'm very excited got a couple um appointments to try out things i'm Happy to see friendos. I can't wait to see you, Steve. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to grab lunch yeah. that Saturday, or maybe even dinner, because I know Manny was talking about doing something one of those nights. So maybe Saturday night will be the night we can all get together see, and have we some can fun. all come together. I get to see Manny. Oh my yeah. gosh, I get to see friendos. It's gonna be a great Yay. time. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited. Get some, some good really excited. some good people coming. Some good spots. I will say, don't go to Scorpion Bar. Scorpion Bar fucking cool. sucks. So don't go to that. On That's it. all I got to tell you. Cool. Though. <laughs> noted <laughs> but yeah we're looking forward to it so everybody out there who's listening in we hope to see you at pax we hope you've enjoyed this episode because it's been a lot of fun so we're going to close it out the ps2 was a fantastic system it's near and dear to both of us and to many others out there that's why it's still the number one selling system out there it's the goat let's just leave it the at, goat. As, as, at, the, at the facts that's what it is it's the goat it's the best honestly so for everybody who's been listening, if you've enjoyed this, make sure you go on whatever podcast service that you're listening to us on. Leave us a like, subscribe to us, write us a review if you can. It goes a long way. We appreciate the support. Or if you like us, why don't you give us a share on social media? That goes a long way as well. We'd love it if you would. And so it's time to run. And so it's time to close out the PS2 focused episode. This has been a blast. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you and we'll talk to you all very soon. Mm-hmm.